Warning. Every episode of the Magical Bro Transformation podcast may contain spoilers for the show discussed, adult language, and adult situations. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Magical Bro Transformation Podcast, episode 36. This week, I'm joined by Juan, my Magical Bro host. Unfortunately, Mike isn't able to make it today. Uh, We are recording at a different time than usual. He's at work. Mm -hmm. Our condolences to Mike. And this episode, we are going to review Freakazoid Season 2. If you want to listen to Season 1... You can go to our podcast, mbt.moe, that is mbt.moe, and you can see all the older episodes that we have there, or you can just use your preferred podcasting application on your telephone or on your computer or whatever. We're virtually on everything now, thanks yeah. to uh, Anchor. We are even on Spotify. We're in the big leagues. We are the number one best mediocre podcast on the internet today. (laughs) And that's going to be our new thing, Juan. It is. But before we get to talking about Freakazoid, why don't we talk a little bit about uh, what's been going on? Because it's Mm. technically been like five weeks (laughs) since we've actually recorded a podcast. Has it been? Yeah. Because... um, Mm. When oh yeah, because we, we did the show and then we did the prequels. And technically the last one that we recorded I think was Yuri on Ice. Um because I feel like the other ones were the other ones were before that, and I think Yuri on yeah. Ice was the last one. So what have you been doing in these five weeks? Yeah, you know. Working, making a dress, making a, a kimono, as <laughs> we call it. <laughs> a man mono, one might say. <laughs> it's a noragi. And not Aggie. Well, while you've been working and slaving away over a hot computer, <laughs> I've been traveling the world, Juan. How was that, Nuni? I went to CEO Daytona Beach, Florida. It was horrible. Was it? The everything around everything around the convention as far as the trip itself and kind of the location was uh not great. It was very inconvenient. Yeah, pretty inconvenient. The event itself was actually pretty fun. Hmm. But it all started when I... What's... what's No, it all started Thursday. Because our plane was supposed to leave on Friday. Yeah. So I left town Thursday mm-hmm. because we had an early flight. Because we wanted to leave early to try and get to Daytona as early as we could to explore and relax before we actually have to be there for a while. Mm-hmm. So we decided to go to San Antonio and Trico was in town. And if you don't know Trico or Tricot, Tricot, whatever they're actually called. Last time I saw them, they pronounced it as Trico. So mm-hmm. I, that's what I've been calling it. <laughs> but they're a progressive Japanese band. Uh, some people might call them math rock or whatever. I also refuse to use that term because I also think it's stupid. <laughs> but we saw them, and in the in the middle of the concert, uh, apparently Gabriel got a text like at midnight before the concert ended, 
and he didn't tell me until after we saw them. So I was blissfully in glee, and he told me, oh, our flight was delayed by 12 hours. We're not leaving at 6 a.m. anymore. We're leaving at 6 p.m., and we're not actually getting to Daytona Beach until midnight Friday. Oh, God. So that was a thing. Those are always shitty. And if that wasn't bad enough, um, basically every bad thing at every bad stereotypical what you would expect if you had a bad trip thing happened to me short of the plane crashing me it all started at the tsa line oh god which we we got there two hours early and Mm -hmm. i checked in my bag and i told them hey here you go take it they're like cool thanks bro get in that line and i was like dude all right so we get through the line. I take off my shoes. Uh, the thing beeps, and they're like, "Oh, random check. It looks <laughs> like we looks like you're you're the lucky one." And I was like, "Oh boy, it's starting." <laughs> if if the twelve hour delay wasn't bad enough, <laughs> this random check sure is reaffirming that this isn't gonna go well at all. So we got the random check. I got on my shit. We got in the plane, and the plane ride was all right. You know, it was mm-hmm. a, it was a plane. Yeah, it's like Did a you- bus in the sky. Were you in uh, first class or were you in coach? I was just behind first class because they gave us our tickets and they were like, "Oh, here you go. We gave you guys special seating. You're gonna, <laughs> you're not gonna be in first class, but you're gonna have sky priority, and you're gonna be able to board before other people, and you're gonna sit right here, right behind first class, where it's nice and big." And we we're like, "Okay, this isn't too bad." Honestly, those are the best seats. <laughs> I like them. Yeah. But that's how the seats that we got and any other plane. We slowly started going more and more to the back of the plane. Yeah. But after that, we landed. And because we couldn't, uh, Gabriel didn't buy Wi-Fi or anything on the plane. I yeah. had it for like a second because I got it for free for T-Mobile. They were like, here's a free sample. Tell us if you <laughs> want more. Here's a free sample. <laughs> Pretty much. And after we landed... Gabriel got on his phone to check when airplane was boarding because yeah. originally we we're supposed to have like two or three hours in between. Turns yeah. out the second that we landed, they were already boarding. Oh, so God. we had the, uh, you know, your movie experience of actually right. running from literally from one end of the flight terminal or whatever it's called to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, we were at, d40 and we had to get to b2 and -hmm. it happened to be a two-story high i don't know if you've ever been to the delta air thing in uh atlanta georgia i think i probably have all right we were at the second floor at the Uh opposite end of where we're supposed to be so Mm -hmm. he ran like fucking (laughs) like fucking fuck and they that airport even had the little you know the jetsons self-walking sidewalks yeah, we ran on top of those, and it was like yeah. we're Sonic. Yeah, it's super cool because you go <laughs> super fast. <laughs> You're like passing everybody. <laughs> I was just ready to hold down B and start doing my little spin ball so I could go even faster. <laughs> so we we got on the plane nice and sweaty, got on our yeah. shitty little seats because they we weren't right behind first class anymore. So we were just yeah. like shoulder to shoulder. Mm-hmm. Got to Daytona Beach. I was thinking about renting a car because I was like, well. I could either rent a car or um, spend a bunch of money on a bunch of Lyfts and Ubers. I told Gabe the idea, and he was like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. 
They closed <laughs> at midnight, so we couldn't rent a car. Mm. Got a got a lift back into town. Had to look for the shittiest hotel that I could see, and the shittiest hotel apparently cost ninety dollars if you're getting it that same day. Mm. Uh, so I got to the shitty hotel. Our cable didn't work. It was oh, hot wow. as fuck because it's Florida, and they're like air conditioning. What's that? And, and <laughs> it, it happened to to rain while we were there, so it was pretty humid. Jesus. So you know that happened. Got to the event, or before actually before even all of that, I uh, I went to my the bag carousel and I was like, oh no, my bag. And then Gabriel yeah. got a text message that was like, your bag didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> so that happened. Yeah. And they said, oh, we can just send it to your hotel wherever you're staying at. And I was like, cool. So okay. back at the hotel, Gabriel checks what time checkout is here. It turns out it's 10 a.m. And I called the ho- the other hotel and told them, hey, they're going to send it back just so you know. And they were like, cool. And then I was like, so what time is checking over there? And he was like, 3 o'clock. Oh, so, God. you know, between 10 and 3 o'clock, I had to try and figure out what to do. I asked them if they had early check-in. They were like, well, we do if there's rooms available. And I tried checking then. And I was like, okay, cool, bro. So Gabe and I got a lift the next day from the hotel to the event center and basically we're just walking around with our luggage around the place (laughs) just stinky clothes and everything Mm -hmm. until you know i it got to like one o'clock and i was like okay surely they must have a room now i went over there they were there i was like hey can i get a room they're like sure bro i was like cool (laughs) so we got a room that happened and CEO was fun. Like I said, met some people, saw Daigo, stuff, mm-hmm. stuff, stuff. I wanted to go to the beach on Sunday because I, because I was like, this is all I wanted to do on Friday, at that and watch wrestling, which we also missed, which was the main actual reason that I decided to go, because yeah. I, I always thought CEO was cool, but I never thought about actually going unless there was something like crazy going on that would convince me to go. The crazy thing happened, and uh, we missed it. So, you know, okay. there's that. Got to the beach. I was expecting to at least, like, swim or something. But the waves were so high that I was about 30 feet in. The water was just above my knees, and the waves were big enough to hit the back of my head. So I just stood there for, like, a little bit, got clobbered by salty water. <laughs> and uh, that was pretty much it. Went back, and... Had to get on the plane at six in the morning the next, you know, that sun Monday morning. It's like everything terrible that happened to you. Pretty much. Like, I, I've when been you're traveling. I've been saving all of that for this podcast. <laughs> that's why you haven't that's, told anyone. That's why I haven't told anyone. I mean, I told Mike, but mm. you know, blah. God, that's terrible. Yeah, but other than that. Everything's been pretty all right. Anime Expo happened uh, like a little bit ago as far as when we're recording. Mm -hmm. And in that, they actually announced, I think I already told you, right? They announced a live action Gundam film. No, you haven't. Oh, wow. I thought I told you. So there's a live action (laughs) Gundam film that's supposedly in the works. They announced it at Anime Expo. Is it going to be like... Netflix is going to produce or is it Hollywood since recording this podcast 
I was able to find a bit more information about the live-action Gundam film. It turns out it's going to be a co-production between Sunrise and Legendary Entertainment. So I can only assume it's going to be a American release, but that information has yet to be said. You could find more information at Gundam.info if you read Japanese, or I'll be linking a Anime News Network article in the description. Another thing that was actually announced that I was pretty... Uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel how to feel about it. Uh, but Studio Trigger has a Patreon page now. What? Yeah, Studio Trigger has a Patreon page. Wow, times are hard. Uh, I don't think so. Well, <laughs> what is it? Like, well, why, I, they, why do they have a Patreon page? So their their reasoning is that, you know, they want to do a lot of shit. And they could get funding to do a lot of the shit that they want, but a lot of the times to do the shit that they want, they have to compromise and not be able to do a lot of the stuff. There's mm-hmm. a lot of, um, you know, explaining on their actual page itself. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading it right now. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Basically, they're like, hey, you know, you can support us. We can do some stuff. And if you do support us here, just for a dollar, you can have high quality JPEGs every every time that we post them and for five dollars you could watch a stream actually us drawing and animating and we can give you a dot psi a psd dot ai or a clip studio file with you know untouched layers of the thing that they animated so they could so you could see like how everything's done and stuff and i thought that was pretty neat yeah and considering those two are the only tiers um it's kind of reasonable Still don't know how to feel about it, but I mean, at least here the money is going directly to the animation studio, studio as opposed to yeah, yeah. With, with the tears that they have, I'm surprised that they were able to make uh, over six thousand nine hundred and forty dollars per month. Yeah, uh, six hundred ninety six thousand nine hundred ninety nine. Oh, that's updated. <laughs> Since yeah, I, as since as I was eight, clicking the link, so they're up uh, at about seven grand per month, mm-hmm. which is yeah. all right. I'm sure it'll I'm sure it'll go down after a little bit. You know, it's Patreon; it'll fluctuate from month to month or whatever. Yeah, but it seems pretty cool. Yeah, and, I mean, with that kind of money, I'm, it's that's pretty good. I mean, I've blown sixty five dollars on 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 worse. pictures in there. <laughs> With five dollars, and they give you like some animation cells and like live live sessions. Uh, I'm so, kind of tempted to to uh, be a patron. I and mean, I I'm curious. It's better than what I'm spending my my money on on Patreon right now. Uh, some anime girl titties. Yeah. And then another thing that was announced. I'm just trying to kill time because I feel like. We're not going to have a lot to say about Freakazoid. We're not. It's going to be like five minutes and we're going to be like, eh, we're done. Yeah. Another thing that was announced this weekend, as far as when we're recording, is that Agretzko, this is what I told you, is getting mm-hmm. a second season on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a little teaser up on the YouTubes if you guys want to go look that up. And I would like to click on it to watch the teaser, but I haven't because, uh, you know, who knows? There might be spoilers. And do spoilers actually matter for this show? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we'll see. 
it's one of the shows that I that I started watching and I was like, I like this. And uh, I'll end it or I'll finish watching it later. Or mm-hmm. it may actually just become another one of those shows that I never actually finish watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I tell Are people, you... I like this show. And then you you don't you only watch like the first three episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um what what was it? Speaking of, of upcoming shows, um Jose, our friend Jose was uh streaming uh the new animes that that are coming up this season. Yeah. And uh some shows are pretty interesting, like um Banana Fish is a pretty good one, which I found out is an ad- adaptation to uh, a rather old manga like from the 80s and 90s and it's really good um we were all confused as to whether the characters were gay until one of the uh one of the the characters in the show just blatantly like said that the uh mafia guy is gay oh yeah no that one's interesting not because they're gay but because it's it's very action oriented so oh this is a mafia one that you guys are talking about yeah Oh. And um Nito. It's made by a studio mapper. Same yeah. people that made Yuri on Ice. Yuri on Ice, yeah. Um which other one came out? Oh, the Cells at Work, which was adorable. It's about the human body and, and the cells like the, <laughs> the red blood cells and the white blood cells. Are they anthropomorphized yes. cells? Holy shit, yes, like the red blood cells are like little carriers, so so they have like little boxes that they're shipping and stuff. Oh my god, this is fucking And uh, the white, no, it's great. Is the this white just Osmosis cells. Jones? Yes, yes it is. But, uh, but more, more anime. I mean, uh, the, from the studio that brought you JoJo's Bizarre Adventures, I could yeah. only assume that this anime <laughs> l- will look amazing in all the action yeah. that it does. It, it's amazing the, the the first episode that we saw and holy shit the uh, platelets uh-huh. they're adorable they're they're little kids and they're like constructing stuff <laughs> it's adorable dude the, that was that was a really good show I liked it I'll give it a shot eventually maybe um, and then there see, there was a one anime I forgot what it was because I had to go to the bathroom and then I came back and they were watching it but uh. I don't know. the The first episode was uh, a boy in a beach naked, and oh, it's he was that covering one. himself. Yeah, he was covering himself up with with a CD, and I I forgot what was the name of, of the anime. I remember Mondo mentioning it when I was talking to him. I just remember that there's a guy naked, a girl fell face first on his dick. Of course, of course. Oh, uh, it's the old trope. The old I trip. I landed mouth first on, on your dick. dick. I've <laughs> inconveniently swallowed your penis. <laughs> and another thing that I actually forgot to mention was that on the plane, I had preloaded or rather technically downloaded some anime off of the Verve or VRV app. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, I, you know, I did that before before I had internet app mm-hmm. since I could only get stuff up here. And it worked fine. I never had any complaints about it. But I was going to start My Hero Academia and finish watching Gabriel Dropout on the plane because I was like, well, I have a lot of time to kill. I might as well do this. Also, yeah. I guess I'll watch Freakazoid. So I, <laughs> I also downloaded Freakazoid. When we got to the San Antonio terminal to wait for our plane, I tried watching an episode of my hero academia and the the subtitles weren't working and gabriel was like oh no 
the subtitles <laughs> and his weren't working either because he did the same thing he had a bunch of ones a bunch of anime you know queued up mm-hmm. and stuff so he tried fixing it because the internet told him yeah just uninstall it and reinstall it you're gonna lose all your stuff but you know it'll fix it and he tried doing it i refused to do it because i was like well i still have free because <laughs> on here i could just watch that and then he did it it seemed to work after a little like it seemed to work at first but then when he got on the plane it turns out it didn't work at all the subtitles weren't working so he had he was anime less the entire trip mm-hmm. and I, I all i had to watch is freakazoid and i like we tried looking it up at the time and i don't know if it was just like barely happening when when we got there like when we had that happen or what but um it wasn't until i came back to del rio that i saw a vrv post like some kind of like hey fan interaction question like hey what do you guys think of this isn't it funny and one of the comments was fix your fucking shit all these people are having problems with with the downloaded anime the subtitles aren't working why are you guys trying to post this funny shit instead of doing work <laughs> and i was like wow this is this guy he's so fucking mad he's getting mad at the person that runs their fucking twitter account <laughs> of course yeah i mean that's the only person that you could get mad to, <laughs> mad at he's, he's, he's the only guy that works dude, he's the fucking technician in charge of everything he's of he's computer he's, savvy he's <laughs> yeah before we actually get the review underway i want to remind everybody that we are an affiliate with brightstuff.com that is right stuff with one f they have all your favorites from blu-rays dvds to clothing and figurines they usually have monthly, weekly, and even flash sales going on all the time. And you, if you can just click the link below, you don't have to do anything except buy something if you want, really. Which I've done a few times, especially from that website. They usually have better deals on there than Amazon for the anime that you can find on there. Or I'm not 100% sure on the figures since I haven't actually tried using them for figures or posters or other things usually i just buy uh anime dvds there because i'm an old man and i'm afraid of losing what i love mm-hmm. and speaking of losing what i love freakazoid freakazoid i hardly knew you before you got canceled <laughs> did they get canceled or yeah freakazoid got canceled uh, around 1997 i don't know where you originally watched it because I I watched it on Cartoon Network when it started. I didn't even know it ran on the WB until mm. I looked it up on on uh, Wikipedia for the last episode. But mm. apparently the ratings were so bad for it that it didn't even finish airing all of the second season. <laughs> really? Yeah. So, you so, know, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also watched it on Cartoon Network. I, I think back in the day, uh, WB wasn't even a channel in Dorio. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I didn't even know WB existed, but yeah, all cartoons were were in Cartoon Network. Yeah, I mean, I hardly ever had cable growing up, and when I did, I usually would just put on Cartoon Network because that was my shit. I mean, I would try and watch Fox in the mornings also, but I would never wake up early enough because I was like, man, fuck this, Pokemon isn't worth waking up at six in the morning to watch it. <laughs> I would watch it in Spanish. <laughs> When it came out in uh, Mexico. In Canal Cinco. Yeah. It came out before Dragon Ball. So I <laughs> so watched Pokemon perfect. with my dad. Yeah. <laughs> I watched Pokemon with my dad. And then we both watched Dragon Ball. Nice. 
<laughs> when I looked up exactly what caused Freakazoid to get canceled, some of the creators were blaming it on the show not appealing to the target demographic, which were kids, which <laughs> makes perfect sense because, I mean, I don't know how how perfect the sense is because I watched it when I was a kid. And I think mm-hmm. when I watched it, I was maybe eight, probably. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't get a lot of the references. I don't know if that like put off a bunch of kids on that were watching it on the WB or maybe people just assume that kids actually watch the WB when actually they didn't. But mm-hmm. uh as you can imagine, the fans for this show were actually older fans and another reason that people bl- you know, creators and writers blamed was that there was a a bunch of time slot changes. Uh, some basically there were, uh, the writer John McCann said that they put it on at eight o'clock in the morning and then three thirty in the afternoon, and they shifted it all around and they couldn't even find it <laughs> whenever they <laughs> whenever they were looking for it. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it it kind of makes sense because a lot of the the jokes and the references that they had was pretty adult, not even adult humor. No, like the Animaniacs. Yeah, when the Animaniacs do adult humor, you know, it either flies right over people's heads. heads. Yeah, it flies over right over the kids' heads, or they just laugh because they they think it's funny or they made a funny noise. But with uh, Freakazoid, it was more adult oriented. Adult references, um, political. Pokings, uh, fucking pop culture ongoings that I don't give, I don't give a shit about even now. Why would I? Why would I care about it as a, as a kid? Yeah, and they do a lot of references to old uh, movies and uh, actors, which I I don't know about the old actors really, but I really cared. I really enjoyed like the uh, old what's the word when things are around for long enough for their public domain videos that they just kind of put there. Yeah. That yeah, seemed yeah. like that was a great little thing. And I feel like when I was a kid, that was another thing that I liked about the show. Yeah. Uh, they, they did a lot of that and I don't know, they did a lot of splicing. Um, they also made fun of the, um, censorship. Yeah. Cause I, back, back then censorship was a big thing. Censorship was the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. The fact that you, they were able to show Dragon Ball Z uh, <laughs> a little bit after all that censorship stuff happened was a uh, crazy thing. Mm-hmm. But how do you feel about them actually stopping that Animaniacs three acts, you know, three different shows in one show kind of thing, and actually having twenty-two minute episodes? Uh, I thought this was better. Uh, honestly, because in the first season, it was very sporadic. It yeah. was very random. And, it, you know, it, it was, I don't know, as a kid, maybe it works because, again, you have to, uh, like, kids don't have that big of a uh, attention, attention span. span. Yeah. But now that you're older, like, you see these and they're just so random. They're everywhere and you just need cohesion. Yeah. And uh, and so the second season was, was a little bit better. I guess the adult me would say. I remember this being what happened the first time that I watched it as an adult also. Was that I watched some of the first season and I was like, I don't really like this. And then I watched the second season and I was like, this is better. Yeah. But like I said, I remember liking it a lot more <laughs> when I 
when I first watched it as an adult because now I feel like this show uh, is okay. Yeah, it shows its time. And that might be the worst thing that you could say about a show is that <laughs> it's just okay. I mean, yeah, but it's it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. And nowadays, it's it's terrible. Like if if it doesn't have like a ten or a, or above, it's terrible. But it's it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, I really I really enjoyed the twenty two episode thing. I like mm-hmm. that they made references to the basically the the characters that they got rid of from the first season. Like, there was an episode where they showed up and they were like, hey, why aren't we in this episode? <laughs> and, you know, they, yeah. they constantly, they're, they're continuing their little thing of breaking the fourth wall and stuff, which mm-hmm. is also, all right, it's not bad. I like the way that they, that they implemented making, mm-hmm. making the show basically a show, but it's a cartoon and it's self-aware, but it's pretending to be like a real life thing as opposed to yeah. knowing that it's a cartoon. Yeah, I mean, WB does that a lot. Um, uh, Tiny Toons, uh, Animaniacs, Freakazoid. uh, All made by the same people. So that'll give you a reason why it's all like that. Yeah. And even then, like, uh, the old Looney Tunes, they break the fourth wall. And what I'd like to point out about about these shows, uh, WB, back, back in the day... They focus on a lot of the background music. Yeah, they actually try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of like, um, you know, the Looney Tunes back in the day. It wasn't yeah. just like silence and then bams and boops and beeps and bops. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. they actually put thought into what's going on, making the music go to the motions and stuff like that. Yeah. And it wasn't a repetitive song. And if it is, it's more of a, a late motif where the theme song shows up in in some parts yeah but uh and they but they even structure the song so that it's different every time and suits the setting yeah and and that's what i kind of appreciate with the old school uh wb uh well not old school wb just the well yeah old school wd from from the looney tunes all the way up to the 90s where they focus a lot on the music um even animaniacs they even did like uh, uh, an episode specifically on the music yeah uh, which I really enjoy that whenever a cartoon actually does anything based on music mm-hmm. or opera actually I actually want to yeah. do a filler episode <laughs> I think I've already said this on the podcast but I want to do a filler episode of nothing but opera episodes whether they be from Hey Arnold or from uh, the Looney Tunes yeah, basically or, the musicals. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. as a kid, yeah. those were those were always one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, I like those, but some people don't like them, and I don't know why. I guess because it's they think of it as a filler. Yeah, those people and are fucking just, schmucks. <laughs> and since nothing's happening, they're just like, eh. Yeah, and I really, I don't know how this might come off, but I really like that they got rid of Dexter because I feel like I fucking hated him every time he was on the screen. And the first thing, I think, like, one of the first things that he says to his mom is that he's trying to figure out his retirement plan or some fucking bullshit like that. And I was like, oh, my God, this fucking guy. And his mom was like, what a loser. (laughs) And I'm 
I'm glad like his family still shows up also, but I feel like the yeah. weakest part of the show was Dexter and his family. The alter ego. Yeah, and when he started f- when they started um focusing on Cosgrove and Freakazoid mm-hmm. and Freakazoid's girlfriend that the show got way better. Yeah. Especially when the villains became more like playful and they were like wacky. More wacky, but still, yeah. you know, being bad guys. Yeah, very cartoonish. Um, but uh, 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 what I also wanted to point out with WB and Animaniacs and Freakazoid, um, honestly, this is how I thought, like, I, it's going to sound weird, but, but like the backdrop of the city and like the people and the stores, um, that's how, honestly, I thought America was. <laughs> And granted, I, I live in America uh, yeah, all my but life. You, as but you don't live in America. You live in, yeah, I don't, you know, southeast Texas by the border or a yeah. little town in between two small cities. Yeah, and even then, like, for the longest time, I lived in the middle of nowhere in a ranch. So the only thing that I had were these Spanish-dub shows of that. Which show which you show how America is. Yeah, what would be American life? So, um, I thought I don't know that that kind of interested me. It, it allured me. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like in a lot of um, animation mm-hmm. and I guess movies in general, America, American cities are romanticized so well, and then when you get there, you're so let down because it's just a bunch of piss it just smells like <laughs> piss everywhere there are yeah. a bunch of home like you don't they don't show you the ugly side which is what it usually looks like yeah and i'm sure at it, one it, point those cities look the way that they're portrayed yeah but even then like um i don't know a, a lot of the shows that that do portray that it's usually like on the east coast and the west coast so when i travel for work uh, a lot of what i uh, travel to is either midwest or the east coast so when i go to the east coast i'm like oh it's just like the american shows that i watch and like i don't know just i guess the architecture and the buildings and everything and even like the shitty areas where like the drunks would be and where I'm just the like, bums wow. are pissing on the floor where you yeah, just finish stepping on a piece of shit that's actually from yeah. a person <laughs> yeah and i'm just like wow it's just like tv <laughs> it's just like the television <laughs> It's just like my shows in America, <laughs> in, in Mexico. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what... I, it's, and it's weird because uh, Freakazoid and Animaniacs and all those, they're empty. Like, those cities are empty looking. Yeah, there's, there's not... They're just basically architecture. There's not really yeah. anything, anything else. But it's still cool looking. Yeah, it, it's, I don't know. It, it's weird because when you look at it, I still get that sense of nostalgia of like this is what yeah. America is, but I don't see it as a romanticized. I see it like is an outsider looking in, mm-hmm. and uh, I never had that idea with other cartoons. As far as um, like American cartoons portraying America, yeah, I could see that. I enjoy it whenever a show makes a city look cool and shit, but I mm-hmm. much rather see the ugly side of things only because um, it feels more familiar to me because mm. all, all I've ever seen are the ugly sides of things. 
yeah whether it be my perspective on life in general you know maybe i just don't <laughs> i just don't look for the positives and all you know the bad things or maybe i'm just <laughs> i'm just prone to just being surrounded by bad things and i feel like if mike were here he'd be he'd be able to back up my uh he'd agree he'd agree that him and i just don't we never get anything nice <laughs> y'all don't like the airplane right no that's oh, all i ever get and the worst part is that's what i expected the only thing that i was hoping for is that the plane didn't crash and you know <laughs> thankfully that didn't happen but if it was happening i would have just thought oh well i guess that's that i guess everything just went exactly like i thought it would <laughs> oh god um, I, I don't blame you if if that's how you see it but yeah i don't know i, I guess because i i wasn't necessarily sheltered but living a very isolated uh, life for the first uh, maybe like 10 years. Um, I have this this yearning of seeing this grandeur of a city or something like that. But you had your TV to accompany you, and that's all we could ask for. Yeah, with uh, my Asian channels. Your Asian channels. <laughs> we had those big-ass satellites, Oh, like the ones that cover your whole yard. Yeah. I don't know how I don't know how my dad got it, but but he got it. Um, he he got it, and he got help from friends, and uh, I think one of my uncles in uh, setting it up and you know building it. And uh, we had a very old ass dial. It, it's like it looks like a, literally one of those dials that you use for for cooking. Mm-hmm. And so you, if you turn it on the dial, which I'm thinking is the degrees, um, it moves the um, satellite. Mm-hmm. And depending on where you point it, you pick up uh, channels from someplace else. And one of those channels was uh, Asia. (laughs) I don't know if it was Japan or I don't know if it was China, but, you know, those episodes popped up. Or um, France. Wow. TV shows from France. Fucking fancy man over here. Yeah. But we, we... you know, I only saw those shows like once and then never again because my parents are like, nah. I can't understand, understand what this. they're saying. Yeah, they're like, they're like, it's not Spanish. Yeah, pretty much. But, but I was like, this is interesting. This is like a world outside that I've never seen before. And, and I don't know, I, yeah, that was pretty interesting to me. Yeah, I feel the same way. Uh, we didn't have, like I said earlier, we didn't have a lot of cable growing up. But whenever mm-hmm. we did have cable, it was usually... My dad had my dad knew a guy that would you know break the boxes and uh, unlock them, <laughs> so he got all the pay per views and all that shit that they were doing, and right. it got to the point where we were able to get that guy learned how to you know crack uh, satellite dishes, so <laughs> we were we were able to get like Dish Network, yeah, Dish Network uh, unlocked, but my dad didn't want any of the normal channels. So he he told him he told the guy yeah just give us like all the movie channels and the pay per views and but don't give us anything else oh and the Spanish channels so <laughs> there were a lot of times in my life where I couldn't even watch Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon or anything mm-hmm. all I could watch yeah. was fucking HBO and pay per view <laughs> fancy <guy. laughs> yeah fancy man over here and Spanish channels but because he unlocked it we happened to get like a bunch of just foreign channels as well yeah and i would always flip through those and it'd always be a trip just looking at them and being like whoa yeah like you're like you're like this is how other people in other parts of the world see things yeah but speaking of parts of the world 
I did you think that Cosgrove started getting worse and worse as a as a show went on? Mm. Like his acting started getting shittier and shittier. Yeah, like I don't I don't know. It's it's weird because Cosgrove is one of those that he's just deadpan. Yeah. And he so usually I only think, has like a sentence a sentence to say. Yeah, I I guess I guess that that was the bad of the show because they focus more on Cosgrove, whereas in the first season, Cosgrove would just pop up to say and you know ask Freakazoid if he wants to go like hang out or like get food. Yeah, and that was it. He was just like a side this guy. One, yeah, this one he he shows up a lot, and they also had an episode dedicated to him. So yeah, that deadpan it really didn't help him. No, especially when he had more than two sentences to say. Yeah. And then he started talking like your stereotypical person that can't act. And yeah. Like really slow and choppy sentences. Yeah. How do you feel about that episode where where they did that running and where they the, they did that cops knockoff? I don't know if you saw it. Uh, I remember that. I rem- I haven't seen it, it recently, but I do remember it in Cartoon Network. It's so weird because that, like, you could tell that they haven't animated in that way before because it looks like something that I would c- come out with if I tried doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's it, with, it's just like a re- like yeah, that. right behind Cosgrove, and it's a really weird angle. So I could get why they couldn't do it amazingly. Yeah. <laughs> but they just couldn't sync up Cosgrove and the background or rather the foreground good enough to actually make it look all right. It always looked like yeah. weird. Yeah, I thought that was a, a weird episode. I, I knew what they were like referencing, but it was so weird. Every time that the lobe was on screen, I loved the episode. I really enjoyed the episode, but I feel like every other villain wasn't too great. Hmm. Yeah, the lobe was was very prominent. Um, everybody else didn't really stand out. They were fine, but they just—they were mostly just there. Even the main villain from last season, Gutierrez, which yeah. I didn't even like last season. I liked them even less this season. Every time he showed up. Yeah, the, the lobe was was probably I don't know the the most liked, I guess, or the well known. Yeah, I, he had his own musical number, and he ha- I feel like he was basically the main villain of season two. Yeah. Yeah, especially even in up to the last episode where he set up that little get-together thing. I remember that episode much better in my memory than actually watching it. Because mm-hmm. when I watched it, I was like, ugh, this last episode's so fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> When I started watching the second season, I was like, this is okay. And then it kind of climaxed for me around episode 9 or 10. Because I was like, oh man, I'm really... I'm glad that they were able to find their footing. And then it just started declining after that. And I guess it's a good thing that they uh, stopped it there. If it was going to keep going down. But who knows, maybe they could have got their, their footing back. This group of people has shown to be able to get things to work. Uh, with the Tiny Toons and Animaniacs. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it, it, even if it was canceled, I guess it it finished on a good note because now you have nostalgia and people finally look at Freakazoid. Um, but I think they, they remember the character more than the show itself. Yeah, because the show itself, in all honesty, is just, you know, much like this podcast, mm-hmm. mediocre at best. 
<laughs> yeah. They, they just see Freakazoid and they see the randomness. And they're like, but, oh, uh, yeah, I remember that guy. Woo. Yeah. Um, but I think if a lot of people watch the episodes, they'll be like, yeah, I don't remember this the, being like, like this at all. Yeah, I don't. I, this isn't, this isn't dig- what my nostalgia told me this was. This is completely yeah. different. <laughs> nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I feel like Freakazoid, and I don't know what, what other shows came out after Freakazoid, but I feel like. That's where when WB started uh, declining because they were clinging onto the uh, Animaniacs and I think Looney Tunes finished by then. But I think Animaniacs was like the last thing that they were clinging to because I remember they they did some movies afterwards, like in the late slash early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they came up with the like a future version of the Looney Tunes, which was terrible. Oh, uh, what is what was it called? Um, Lunatics Unleashed. Yes, I heard things about that show. I I never watched it, but I've heard people that watched it. I've I watched it, and I remember as a kid not liking it, and then as an adult, when I you know when I saw an article of like cartoons that were terrible or like spinoff cartoons, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was a shit show because <laughs> they 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 used a lot of the same scenes over and over and over again. Uh, even when when they shouldn't have. <laughs> the only thing that I can remember from the WB after that, I feel like was a superhero static shock. Um, mm. the spinoff of Osmosis Jones. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what was that other thing? There was another show. Jackie Chan Adventure. <laughs> was that originally on the WB? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, the mummy. Oh God! You know what? I didn't like a lot of these shows as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they. I don't know. They fucking they Cubics. Yeah, I don't remember Cubics. Oh, you don't remember Cubics? It was no. a stupid shit. I'm sure people like the show. Who knows? Every time I saw mm-hmm. it, I was like, "This fucking thing looks stupid." <laughs> yeah, if you look up Cubics, I'm sure you'll be like, "Oh, this looks familiar." Uh, but who try? But who knows? Yeah, um, but I, I. But they they did go with with a different art style. Uh, the movie based cartoons like the Mummy. Uh, it was kind of familiar because there was a lot of you know movie based cartoons, and they it kind of had that similar style to them. But uh, they've gone with a lot, a little bit more simplistic animation than what they did in the nineties. Yeah, um, and they're responsible for. Mucha Lucha and, or mm-hmm. I think, yeah, it should be Warner Brothers is responsible for Mucha Lucha and Johnny Test, yeah. which have a much sim- more simplified style, which, you know, I'm sure it saves money on animation and stuff. Yeah. But it, Mucha Lucha, it's fine. It's all right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure if I go back and watch it, I might love it or hate it more. Yeah. But uh, Johnny Test was never any good. <laughs> What I don't like about Mucha Lucha is that the theme song, Mucha. They, yeah, because they changed the song, and now every time I try to hear that song or I hear that song, it's it's the, the Mucha, Mucha Lucha, Lucha song. Thing. Yeah, it's, it's not, not the Chico's original song. song. Yes, and I'm just like, God damn it! <laughs> I thought it was super weird that they got 
the chicos del barrio to make fucking mucha lucha sleep songs crazy and the reason that we're going off on so many tangents is because there's not much to say about freaks really yeah I mean, uh, for- if it were a bad show i'm sure we'd have a lot more to say or if it was yeah. a really good show we'd probably have something to say but yeah. yeah at this point we're just hitting with what everyone would would think of right now and that would be nostalgia yeah um at least we're pointing out that it's nostalgia and we're not just like oh yeah this is great or oh yeah i remember this we're more um, like we, oh yeah this was okay <laughs> yeah we we do point on some things that we did like back in the day you know with with the studio itself and everything but i i think it says a lot of the cartoons from that studio yeah and how they were back then even in the old you know uh 1920s and 40s uh and the direction that we're moving towards um with the more simplistic uh, cartoons but i think we're moving back to to different uh, to uh more, more detailed, detailed style yeah. yeah and a lot of people give that um that new what's that show uh Lionel. oh uh thundercats thundercats yeah yeah a lot of people give that new thundercats animation style a lot of shit and i had never seen the trailer whenever it came out all i saw was like still images of the thing and i was like oh well i mean it's not the worst but then I saw it in motion, and I thought, man, this is this is animated like pretty well. I don't people are looking at the wrong thing whenever they're looking at these shows. Yeah, yeah, you're right because um, I saw those screenshots, and I'm like, uh, I, the style doesn't get to me, but I do see where kids would like it. Yeah, but with the more when you look at them as, as technical, you know, animation wise. It does look better, and I don't know if it's because the animators are great or because of the the tools that they're using, but I'm gravitating more to the uh, animators. I stopped letting people blame the animation, you know, tools that they use as, Mm -hmm. you know, something to um, either belittle or, like, hold up animation after like looking up a few things and realizing mm-hmm. oh god these people were working with flash and they were able to do this crazy stuff and then seeing yeah. like what other people do and i'm like oh god this disgusting flash animation and it turns out it's not even flash animation it's just it's a completely different um yeah. it's a completely different program but they just yeah. that's just the way that they animate mm-hmm. yeah and and as an artist uh i I have this understanding that it doesn't matter what tools you use, you know, you can use paint or you can use GIMP, you know, you don't have to just use Photoshop. Photoshop is an industry standard, but yeah, um, there's even people that use fucking Excel that, that do artwork. Um, so it's not the tools that you use, but it's more of how you use them. Uh, you saw my thing for Clip Studio mm-hmm. um, open earlier. But I've seen some animation from Kip Studio, and it's just like, eh, it's okay, but it seems like you could tell that it was made mm-hmm. on the thing. But then when you see, when you realize that, you know, Studio Trigger it uses Clip Studio, that's when you're like, oh, shit. Their stuff yeah. looks like actual an- anime. It doesn't, it, their stuff looks like an actual thing. Yeah. And so it's just another 
another argument for why your tools don't necessarily define the product that you're making. Right. Uh, your tools might make it easier. Yeah. But it's it all boils down to how you use them. Mm-hmm. So there's that. So aspiring artists and animators, there's your, your two cents. Yeah. Way to give me my <laughs> two cents one. Any last words on Freakazoid? Um, Should people watch Freakazoid? Ah. Uh, yes and no yes meaning you know if they're nostalgic about it they should watch it but if they're gonna like if it's gonna shatter their image of what their childhood was like and they're gonna complain about it because you know (laughs) that's 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 a big thing for like reviews and stuff is you know reviewing something that that's pretty old that doesn't need to be reviewed yeah um I don't know if they want to go down memory lane just to see the reality of it. Now that they're older, I'd say ahead. watch one or two episodes. Like, yeah, maybe an episode of the first season and then one or two episodes of the last season and be like, oh, OK, uh, I'll I'll just stop here. <laughs> yeah, because after I watched it for technically a second time all the way through, uh, it's just it's just there. Yeah, you know, I I was excited when Verve. I don't know how people pronounce it. I've heard it been. I've heard it called Verve. But whenever they picked it up, I was pretty excited, and I was like, "Cool, let's do that." But uh, you know, now after seeing it a second time, I'm like, "Yeah, they could have left that to uh, kiss cartoon." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they could have just left it there to to just you know gather dust and fall more and more back in the nostalgia hole until people forget about it yeah that's how legends happen when (laughs) people forget the reality yeah the legendary uh pop culture references of the 1990s with hillary clinton and uh george not george bush bill clinton no the the original george bush (laughs) george bush (laughs) senior yeah george bush senior i can't wait for uh five years from now when people find this show watch it and they're like i don't i don't get it (laughs) this isn't funny yes it's happening it's Uh, it's happening because there's now a generation where uh uh, people that don't realize that bob ross has died like right he's just he's the guy on twitch that paints (laughs) yes holy shit i'm seeing the comments and they're like oh that they had a very shitty camera and i was like well holy shit how young are y'all <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i mean to be That's fair i didn't know bob ross died when i was a kid uh, as, as in as an adult i didn't know he died while i was a child mm. it wasn't until like he came up on twitch and i was like hey bob ross i remember this guy and then I was like, I wonder what he's doing now. Oh, look, he's dead. <laughs> That's to be expected. Yeah, he, he died in the 90s. He, um, he, he left us young. He le- yeah. Well, uh, in the grand scheme I mean, of things. He, he, he died relatively young. Yeah. I'd say. He's an but, old war veteran. Mm-hmm. Learned to paint, and, but um, basically on his own, tried taking classes and didn't like the classes because the guy tried to force him to paint and 
in the specific style. And he was like, nah, fuck you, man. I'm going to grow <laughs> my afro, man. And paint happy things. Paint happy things, man. And not show people my my fucked up finger. So I'm going to hide it underneath this gigantic uh, whatever the palette. palette that, yeah, this gigantic palette. <laughs> What would you oh, rate Freak Episode 1? Uh, out of... Uh, uh, what, what are we doing? I don't know. I mean, fuck. Uh, out of five fucks. Yeah. Um, how, many, how, many, how many fucks... How many times would you fuck Freak Episode 1? Uh, how, many, maybe, how many times out of five? Maybe like two and a half. I feel exactly the same way. <laughs> right down. <laughs> I'd, I'd fuck Freak Episode two and a half times out of five. <laughs> maybe... Maybe if we didn't watch it and we just talked about it, like the nostalgia of what we remember, it would have been like maybe mm, three, three and a half. But now that we watched it, that that went down. Yeah, it went down a significant amount. Mm-hmm. For next time, what are I was thinking about having a little Satoshi Kon day. How would you feel about watching Paranoia Agent? I'm done. I've seen a few episodes before, and I thought that was interesting. All right. We'll finish it. I remember specifically there's one episode where I was like, "Oh, come on!" But the rest <laughs> of the the rest of the show seemed pretty all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll be up next, I think. That'll be the popular thing that we're watching. This has been the Magical Bro Transformation Podcast. If you would like to reach us after this fairly spacey, lengthy, lengthy, lengthy talk about memory lane. You can send us an email to mbtpodcast at gmail.com. On Twitter, we are at Magical Procast. On Facebook, we are facebook.com forward slash mbtpodcast. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Check out our website, mbt.mot. Say bye, Juan. Bye.